Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always discovering how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of Wealth Ability. We are in a hot real estate market. Um, most of us remember 2006 and 7, and that hot real estate market, this feels at least as hot, maybe even hotter due to the uh, low interest rates. The question, the question is, are we so hot we're going we're gonna to bust? What's going to happen with evictions? What's going to happen with the pandemic? Are we going to continue to have this evictions keep going out and out? What's going to happen with uh, the rental market? Are, are we going to raise interest rates? All of these are questions. And I'm fortunate to have my good friend, Dave Steele. Dave and I have known each other a long, long time. We run in the similar circles. And uh, Dave is an expert in multifamily real estate. He um, I'll let Dave uh, explain exactly who he is, but he's with a company called Western Wealth, uh, and they do a lot of real estate in the, um, particularly in the southwestern United States. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Tom. Great uh, being on your show. If you can, just give us uh, like a 30-second uh, synopsis of your background. Yeah, I've been in the multifamily real estate business for about 30 years, uh, and about seven years ago, partnered up with Janet LePage who's a brilliant 40-year-old computer scientist, uh, female, just a, just a rock star of an entrepreneur. And we, she came to me with the idea of, hey, we should buy these apartment buildings. And I thought to myself, there's no, they're not, there's no return on apartment buildings. They don't make any money. We had been buying foreclosed houses on the courtyard steps. Um, and she said, well, just take a look at this one deal. We looked at this one deal and I went, wow, this is, this is amazing. And so we did the first deal together. She asked me to put up 300 grand. I said, fine, I'll put up the 300,000. She called me back later that night and said, well, Dave, love that you're doing the 300 grand, but would you do me a favor and go and get two of your friends? Because we're going to make so much money on this that when we do the next deal, I'd like to have three of you to invest alongside of me. So I thought, wow, that's a pretty gutsy move. And uh, that was the first deal we did. And we've since done 102 deals in the last seven years. Dallas, Phoenix, Houston, San Antonio, uh, and Atlanta. Uh, we're now the second largest uh, multifamily owner in Phoenix. And the, the model has been very, very simple. Buy the 1980s product, fix it up, do the value add. We do it really, really fast and move the rents. And so, um, you know, that premise has been very, very successful. And there's just a huge demand right now in the value add space. Uh, which continues. So, so let's talk about this. So um, let, let's start with, uh, there's no question. I mean, we've never seen prices. I was looking, frankly, I was looking at your most recent deal and I'm going, the, the, the unit price is $166,000 per unit. And I remember if we saw $100,000 per unit, we like gulped 
okay, at $100,000 per unit. How is it possible that real estate can, can be this high? And is it really possible that this is still an okay market in which to invest? Or are we going to, is this a bubble? We know it's a bubble. The question is, how much bigger can this bubble get? Well, I think, I think you got to go to two premises, which you either need to believe or not believe. If you believe them, you should invest. If you don't believe them, you shouldn't invest. Number one is, are we building enough new housing? And right now the U.S. needs, you know, 350,000 plus new housing units a year, which we've never been able to meet. We, we were supposed to start meeting that in the early 2000s, and we've fallen short every year. So every year there's this gap that's growing. And guess what happened during the pandemic? That gap just got bigger and bigger because trades didn't want to work. People were scared to build new apartments. So that gap just got built, just got bigger. So in markets like Phoenix and Dallas and Houston and these real growth markets, you know, the, the number of new buildings isn't happening, but the number of new people is moving at a pace way greater than has ever been expected. So, you know, if you okay, said- so, 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 so let me stop you there. We got the demand. But what about the price? I mean, can can the prices continue to go up? Can I mean, yes, there's demand, but uh, at some point there's got to be a uh, a price saturation saturation on the rents. Um, uh, at some point, uh, you got to believe the Fed's going to raise interest rates. So, uh, talk about that. Talk about what what. First of all, what's the uh, impact that the Fed and the interest rates have on the multifamily business? Well, let me, let me back off first to the rents, because I think what, you know, it's critical to the rents, right? You, what you're really looking at is you're looking at, you know, for easy math, there's a classic unit that you can rent as a two bedroom. That's a thousand, eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollars. So, you know, and if you walked in that market today and you said, hey, I'm in Phoenix and I want to send my kid to school, to university, there's a pretty good chance you would not rent that classic unit for your kid you'd look at it and you'd go, this just isn't nice enough to send my daughter to university, right? But if you renovate that suite and you put in stainless steel appliances and hardwood floors and redo the bathrooms and you renovate that suite and you put in a washer dryer, now you look and you say that two bedroom suite, would I pay $1,400? There, there isn't price resistance on the renovated suites. So the new stuff that's coming online is coming online at 2,100, 2,200, some of it as high as 2,500. So there's still this huge gap between what it's costing for brand new construction. There's all these people moving there because Intel is adding, spending $20 billion. And that's triggering, um, you know, that's triggering all these other, Amazon is adding jobs. And you know, there's just jobs after jobs after jobs. Just follow the announcements of the California companies that are pulling shoot in California because it's so expensive and saying, we're making our next regional office in Texas or in Phoenix. And so, so that's really what is triggering the growth. The growth is, the, that is really what's triggering the growth is the growth is that the affordability is still so much more significant. Uh, there, there's uh, this big gap between the coasts and the center of the country is going to continue to happen. And of course, what we learned during the pandemic is that people are comfortable living even someplace where they, you know, where they don't work, 
right? So, and and they don't want to they don't want to be on the coast because the taxes are so high. The rate, you know, there's there's so many problems on the coast. Now you've got so many people moving to the middle of the country, and they're not just buying homes. Presumably, some of those people are renting, and uh, so like the tech people, they may be renting even though that they're uh, working in California. So so given that. Okay, great, but we've got interest rates at historic lows. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at, I was looking at a 15-year, a 15-year uh, conforming loan, $560,000 loan, it's 2.5%. So uh, what happens with interest rates? Because as we know, um, a lot of our listeners, they're pretty sophisticated real estate investors, and you know that the most important number when it comes to investment real estate is cap rate, right? Because it, so if you're, if you're, um, if your cap rate goes down, then your value goes up. If your cap rate goes up, your value goes down. It's, it's a very specific um, and, and very direct formula, basically. So if, if people, you know, if interest rates go up, obviously cap rates go up because they, you know, people are expecting a higher return. How does, um, how do you see the Fed? What do you see from the Fed? I mean, it, do you think interest rates can continue to come down? You think they'll go down to you know, from 3% to 2% to 1%? Or do you think they'll start going back up because we've got this 5%, which is actually in the grocery store, 30% inflation? Well, where do they go? Where do they go to, Tom? That's the real question is, I mean, do they go up a quarter percent? Do they go up a half a percent? I think that's a possibility. Do I think they go up one or one and a half percent? No, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see anything in, in the future that shows that huge pop in, in interest rates. But I do think there is some risk. Sure, there's some risk that they're going to go up because we're having inflation. But we're having inflation because in the old days, we said, wow, we got a $40 increase in our rental rate. And now we're getting a $200 rent increase on our, on our rents. So we're getting a $200 rent increase. The, the cost of the utilities, which is going up, but that's being borne by the tenant, right? So you're seeing these increases. So there's certainly some room down the road in, in, in the deals, but this gap, this, this growth of what you can get right now in renovating a suite in the, on the value add side, this is, I've been doing this for 30 years. This is the golden days of our business right now because you know, we're, seeing, we're seeing rents turn you know, we turned a rent the other day that had a $630 rent increase, right? Wow. So, you know, you just look at it and you go, why? And a big part of that is there's, there's old inventory that has not, been, has not been treated properly. And so if you go in as an owner today and you, now you don't get that $630 for free, right? You've got to go in and you've got to do the leasing right. office. And you've got to put in a fitness center and you've got to put pool furniture around the pool where you sit in the lawn chair. You don't fall all the way through the lawn chair, right? You've got to have a nice barbecue around the pool. You've got to have a dog dog park. You've got to paint the building. So, so you've got to take this 1980s building, you know, if you think of the old, you know, turquoise toilet and shag carpet, right? If you think of that, that's not what people are prepared to pay virtually any money for right now. They, there's, there's enough people coming in with money and jobs, renovate the suites, make it a groovy building and people will pay the price and they'll, and they'll rent the buildings. And so, 
So what we found in our model is the magic isn't just doing a little bit of these. You've got to go in and you've got to go pow and you've got to do a whole bunch of it very, very fast so that the tenants, the residents actually believe you, they don't believe you're coming in to charge a higher rent. They can believe you're coming in to make a better community and they're more than willing to pay in a better community. Hey, if you like financial education the way I do, you're going to love Buck Joffrey's podcast. Buck's a friend of mine. He's a client of mine. He's a former board certified surgeon and he's turned into a real estate professional. So he has this podcast that is geared towards high paid professionals. That's who he's geared towards. So if you're a high paid professional, you're going, look, I'd like to do something different with my money than what I'm doing. I'd like to get financially educated. I'd like to take control of my money and my life and my taxes. I would love to recommend Buck Joffrey's podcast, which is called Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. I hope you join Buck on this adventure of a lifetime. So one of the things I, I, I've liked about watching what you've done over the years is it's very much a formula that you've got, right? So you've got a very specific, you've got very specific criteria for your building. You've very specific um, criteria for your investing. You only do the same type of building in the same type of markets and you do, and you do the same type of renovations and you do it over and over and over again. And I'm a big, big fan of that uh, focus. Um, so well, I, um, C, CPAs tend to like it because it's, <laughs> repeatable. it's repeatable. It's repeatable. And it's when repeatable. it's repeatable and it's scalable, that's it right. reduces a lot of the risk. That's right. Exactly. That that's what happens. So so uh, what about these evictions though? So we've got these eviction order. I actually am not convinced that the administration isn't going to win this because even though uh, Justice Kavanaugh said that it was illegal, um, he still sided with the the rest of them. They have a majority opinion saying it was legal, that it was okay. So what what happens? Do these evictions go on forever? And then. That's question number one. Then question number two is, what happens when they stop? When that, that eviction order stops, um, are you guys going to evict a whole bunch of people? Or you, uh, do you think there's really, what's, are we going to have a whole bunch of homeless people? What are we going to have? Well, in our world, and I can't speak for everyone else in, in multifamily, but in our world, it's a crazy, it's a crazy circle. So the circle is you have tenants that haven't paid. And a lot of them aren't that, aren't that educated on the process. And in another world, in another building, you have funds that are available that all they have to do is go and fill in an application. And if they fill in an application with one of the relief agencies. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. That 
that relief agency will give them the money to pay all of their past rent. So we have full-time people knocking on doors, going to the people who are three months, six months, nine months behind. And by the way, the number is fairly low because we've done such a good job knocking on the doors. But, but if you think about it, the only people that, that aren't paying their rent are the ones that are too scared to answer the door to let us help them fill in the forms. If we can knock on their door, get them to fill in the forms, get the rent relief money, they're all paid up in full. But some of them, they're just uneducated, they're scared. So what they do is they just think, oh my gosh, I'm gonna lose my home, I'm gonna lose my home. And they don't pay and they don't pay until one day they skip out in the middle of the night, right? Because eventually the stress of it, unfortunately, the stress of it is really bad. So, you know, what we found is as much as it's a eviction, you know, and don't get me wrong, there are clearly people that are out there that are flat out cheating the system. And, you know, to me, I put those, that those people are in a different pot and, you, you know, you, you just treat those as, as, as whatever the law allows you to do. But there's clearly, you know, I believe we have a very empathetic approach to running our business and treating our residents the way, you know, residents should be treated. And so part of that process is just how do we take our on-site leasing team and really help them facilitate and we have literally got a couple of million dollars of rent relief has come in across all our different properties to bring a significant portion of what would have been bad debt up to date. So, so you know, it's this very clunky system. Here the government gave all this federal money right. to, to all these rental agencies. And now you just have to work it through the system. And it's, you know, and, so you think it will work its way through the system. You, you don't think you're going to have a whole bunch of people on the street um, that aren't going to be able to rent anything because they've got horrible credit scores. Yeah, I think at last count in all of Arizona and we're the second largest uh, second largest uh, landlord in all of Arizona. I think we had something like 73 people that hadn't that were in arrear in the rents and the majority were just it was a you know, it was. Some were, some were already in the process getting to the rent relief agencies. Some were having some challenges with the rent relief agencies. And, and, uh, and some were just flat out, I'll call it, just hiding behind the door. Got it. So you don't, you don't see a big fallout um, once this eviction notice, uh, once this eviction moratorium ends? Um, we're clearly more nervous on some properties than others, but as a general rule, I would say I don't see a big fallout. Now, having said that, I don't see a big fallout assuming this doesn't turn into another year-long process. You know, there's a certain, you know, after a certain number of months, then I've, I'd have to say, you know, don't quote me on what I said three months ago because it, you know, potentially all bets are off at a certain point in time. Right, right? right sure. So so let's, let's go to uh, one other thing, which is, um, okay, so how to invest in real estate in this market, because you do have that concern about interest rates. I mean, I don't know how you not have that concern about interest rates being at an all-time low. Um, so prices, that pushes prices to an all-time high. So do you invest for cash flow? Do you invest for capital gain? Um, what do you do there? How do you, how do you minimize that risk? Well, I mean, the, the cash flow in the deals that we have, which are the value add deals, they are what they are. We're targeting, you know, we're targeting 20%, 18%, 
16, seven, 16 to 20 plus percent returns. And we've clearly exceeded, you know, our, our average annual returns on the last 32 properties that we've sold, our investors have hit 30% plus annual returns. So, um, you know, we're targeting that. We're also targeting a growth at the end of the second year, we can refinance and the investors can pull back 50% of their money. And by the end of the fourth year, refinance and pull back 100% of their equity and still own the building. So, you know, if they're getting all their equity back, they're much less concerned about what that annual distribution is going to be year one and year two, right? So the models for us is a little bit different. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I always say to people, you know, we've, we've done a good job getting three, 4% annual, annual distributions to our clients, you know, as you're the expert on, you know, the depreciation that's still available is still, it's still an amazing kicker in this process. So that's a, you know, for many, many of our investors, that's just a huge win. Well, I guess for all of our investors, that's a huge, huge well, any, win. Anybody who has a tax advisor that can get them the losses, that is correct. Right. You got <laughs> it. Uh, so, you know, returning the capital quickly, you know, having a model that's got a clear defined plan. Um, and, you know, the, the biggest, the biggest thing for me is, you know, what do, you, what do you do in any market where you want to reduce your risk? For me, the risk reduction is go into the deal and look at it and really understand, do you believe that, that the value creation is there without just, wow, I'm picking a good market and it's going to go up 8% this year, right? I think the markets were in the Phoenix, the Dallas, the Houston, the San Antonio, the Vegas, the Atlanta. I think those markets are going to continue to be some of the best growth markets in the country. But our model isn't going to change that much, whether they go up by 3% or 5% or 8%. They're going to go up because we can do 10 renovations in a month versus five. Because every renovation we do increases the value of that property by somewhere in the neighborhood of $50,000. So all we have to do is just keep cranking those renovations and filling them up at the new rent. Okay, and that's assuming interest rates stay the same. So, so two two questions. Um, one is fixed rates or uh, rates that are going to only hold for five years. Do you think these rates are going to hold for the next twenty years, or and, and so you can have a five year fixed fixed rate and then you can refinance, or do you think you need to have a twenty year fixed rate loan? We're tending to stay to the to the variable rates. Uh, largely because it gives us the flexibility to be able to exit on the deals. You know, the, the other interesting side is that, you know, the phenomena that's coming is that, you know, and if you'd like a prediction so that if I remember back on your show, you can ask you do. the prediction I will give you is that, you know, watch out, watch out towards the middle 2022, watch out in 2023 the institutional money that is coming into multifamily real estate. You know, they always say if, you know, if you buy waterfront property, you know, today's, today's high price is tomorrow's bargain. Um, you know, I, uh, or I guess the other way around, today's bargain is, to, I don't know which way it is. But um, the, the bottom line is, is look out in 2022, 2023, the institutional money that is lined up, that is looking to buy, particularly real estate that's had a significant portion of the major lift work done. And, uh, you know, the money that's out there right now, because think about it, they've just come through this pandemic. They love industrial. They're probably not as thrilled about retail. 
probably not as thrilled about office and they love multifamily. So a lot of the last couple of years allocations haven't really been spent because a lot of these institutional groups uh, haven't been able to travel and they're not allowed to invest these big chunks of money without traveling to the cities and looking at these deals. So, you know, you're going to see a, you're going to see a lot of money, I believe, pouring into real estate. So that's an interesting point because the institutional investors expect a lower rate of return than the, than the uh, private equity investors. You bet. And again, that's part of why we've stayed in the value add space because the value add space, you know, a lot of the institutional groups that we talk to will tell them, here's what we do. And, and they go, well, you know, that's great, but man, we would never do that. We just don't have the people or the manpower to put that much energy and resource into generating. Right. So they're more likely to be the buyer once you've done the full renovation, got the rents up and every, everything's stabilized. Bingo. Okay, got it. So um, uh, final question. Uh, what do you say to those uh, people? And there's a lot of them. I was, uh, I heard it yesterday that say we are in a bubble and this bubble is going to burst at some point. What do you say to those people? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, and, and we know that, and, and let me let me just caveat that. So we know that historically, real estate has a ten-year cycle, and we're fifteen years into a ten-year cycle. Okay, so so what do, what do you say about that? How does that bubble continue, and how do you continue to to push that for a significant period of time? Well, I, I can only imagine what they've said about the bubble in Seattle and the rental and the price of rental housing in in and around Seattle and the price that old apartments have gone to and continued to go to. But if Microsoft and the big companies around Seattle keep adding and adding and adding and adding the jobs, you know, is there really an end in sight for how many more rental units they're gonna build? And I would say this, so I'd say the same thing. You know, you, you, look, at these, you look at these job magnet cities right now you look at you look at Dallas. You look at Phoenix. These are just job magnet cities, and and so the question is, you know, I, I watch the front end, and the front end is these companies just keep announcing we're adding this new facility and this many jobs, this new facility and this many jobs, and it's sort of like, well, where are all those people going to live? And most of them are not coming there to buy; they're coming there to rent, and there there's no new. There's no new, there's not nearly enough new rental stock being built. So I love the idea that I'm sitting there with a building that I'm buying at a price because the units are mostly classic units. And maybe the market does correct a little bit on us, Tom. Maybe that does happen. But I've reduced a lot of the risk because I still get that value increase by doing the work to renovate the building. So again, like I said, I'm not just buying a piece of real estate in a market that might do okay. I think we're buying real estate in a market that, that should do really, really well. And I'm adding value. I'm forcing appreciation on that building. So as an investor, I like that. Our investors 
you know, clearly like it because they've seen it and repeated it. And, uh, you know, and then I say, all right, if you're not going to do this, tell me where else you're going to put your money. You know, we're not going to, we're not, none of us are getting where we want to go by the term deposit. I just renewed at the bank at one tenth of one. Right. right. You're, you're not going to cover inflation with that um, by any means. And, and of course, it would be a whole nother discussion to talk about the benefits of debt when it comes to inflation, because of course, every year you're paying that debt with cheaper money. Um, as those rents go up, your your uh, debt's not going up as long as you've got uh, your interest rates stay stay the same, right? So um, with, with that, uh, thank you, uh, Dave Steele, Western Wealth. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you somehow, what's the easiest way for them to contact you? Uh, they can connect with Tim McCleary of our, out of our office, 778-238-3553, uh, Tim at westernwealthcapital.com. Um, and uh, many of you know us through uh, Buck, Buck Joffrey at Wealth Formula, uh, who's our partner in all of these deals as well. So uh, you can connect directly in with, uh, with Buck and uh, Wealth Formula. Awesome. Thank you, Dave Still, We, we will uh, look for an update. We'll see how your crystal ball uh, works out um, next year. Maybe a year from now, we'll have this uh, similar, an updated conversation. Hopefully the world will be different in a good way uh, a year from now. And just remember that, you know, whether it's multifamily or single family or uh, it's uh, energy or uh, business, what, whatever your particular wealth strategy is, remember that just one, one of the lessons of this is that uh, when, Dave, when Dave talks about their strategy, they're very, very specific and they're very good at doing one thing and they only do one thing because when you do that and you do it in a place where the government wants you to do it, which is, um, it, you know, in, in Dave's case, this is real estate, but we can do it in energy, we can do it in business, we can do it in other places. Just remember what you're always going to end up with is way more money and way less tax. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>